Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. I have a really interesting question to share with you today, and it's from Jay. And she says, hi, Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. You've helped grow me. I've got a heart that I believe in now, but I was unconscious for a long time and made a lot of humiliating mistakes in my life. At age 47, I'm starting over completely in building friendships, family, career, and finances. Is there hope for me reasonably soon, or do I remain at the mercy of karma? Big hugs, Jay. And she was born June 29th, 1972, 10.15 p.m. in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. So, This is a really great question, Jay. I'll get into my response for you really specifically based on your birth chart in just one moment, but I want to say it is never too late to make amends. It is never too late to grow and change. And, you know, I know people say people don't change, people don't change. Yeah, people do change when they do the work. People do change when we try. It is hard to change. If it wasn't hard to change, the world would be full of healthy people and therapists would be like, why can't I find any clients? Nobody has trauma. But that's not the world we live in, right? The reality is when we have habits around how we see the world, around how we talk to ourselves, around how we treat others, around the choices we make, when those habits are based in fear, or cruelty, or punishment towards others. When any of that shit is true, it takes a massive amount of work and sacrifice to make real and lasting change. And that happens slowly over time. Just because it's slow doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Just because it's not perfect doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. But it is a slow and imperfect process, this process of healing and living up to your own potential. So I really want to congratulate you, Jay, for even trying. And it sounds like you've made some major changes. And it sounds like you've really figured out what kind of person you want to be. And even though, yes, you're at age 47, you are not at age 27, I want to say, I don't think you're behind schedule. I think that you're exactly where you need to be at this time. We can look back at life and be like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. But the reality is, here you are now. And if you spend too much energy lamenting what once was, or worrying about what kind of rewards you're going to get tomorrow, you're going to be in a bit of trouble. The other thing that I want to say that is really important is that life is not symmetrical. I'm not going to claim that I understand the laws of karma. That's that's some big, you know, action reward system. That said, life is not symmetrical. When you do the right thing, that does not mean good things come for you. When you do the wrong thing, that does not mean you are punished. Just look around and we see evidence of all of that. When you do the right thing, when you act in accordance with your values and your beliefs and your convictions, your primary reward is self-respect. Your primary reward is being able to live in your own skin. And hey, if you also get lovely friends and money and stability and health, then gravy and ice cream and cake for everyone. You know what I mean? I don't know if you like gravy and ice cream and cake, but you get where I'm going with this. That is just like extra on the side. When you ask 
Is there hope for me reasonably soon? I'm not positive if what you're asking is, will my life come together in a way that I really, really want it to quickly because I've changed my approach and my attitudes? And, you know, I'm going to unpack your birth chart and what's happening now in, in a moment to give you a really much more specific and personalized answer. But in general, I want to say that that's a tricky way to approach things. Being in uncertainty, being in the pain of the mistakes you've made is really difficult. And it's especially difficult to act with integrity and kindness and empathy when you're scared, when you're insecure, when you have shame. And so I want to encourage you to know that one of the primary things to work on alongside everything else you're working on in your life is looking at your relationship to shame looking at your relationship to fear, and making sure that you don't allow those feelings to entitle you to act out against yourself, your circumstances, or others, because that is simply a projection of difficult feelings. And that projection actually just is a boomerang. It's really just a boomerang. We want to be able to transform our feelings, to honor the fact that the human condition is a messy condition. And sometimes each and every human feels shitty. There is no one amongst us that has not had fucked up attitudes, done terrible things. There is no one amongst us who hasn't made mistakes. Now, some of our mistakes are much more egregious than others. Not all mistakes are created equally. We can all agree on that. But if you are working to make amends, that is a fucking beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. And even if you don't get clear results or payback right away, keep up with it. Keep doing it. And that brings me to your birth chart, Jay, because there's a lot going on for you right now. So in 2018, you experienced a transit Saturn opposition to the sun. And I can't help but wonder if that had a meaningful impact on your desire to truly change. This is a transit that happens once every 29 years. And what happens when this transit occurs is a serious confrontation with the self. It is a serious confrontation with who am I and what is the value of this? How is it working for me? It's a deep transit. If it triggered within you the desire to make major changes, that is a beautiful thing. If you found that you were acting out and that's what triggered you, that is also a damn beautiful thing. Now, in 2019, and here, you know, we are in 2019, you've been going through a bunch of transits. You've had Pluto forming a sextile to your midheaven at 22 degrees of Scorpio. You've had Uranus forming a trine to Jupiter at almost three degrees of Capricorn. You've also had Uranus forming a square to your Mars at one degree of Leo and Mercury at two degrees of Leo. Also, Uranus has been forming a square to your ascendant at two degrees of Aquarius. What this all translates to is the energy has been there, both aggressively and upsettingly, but also quite supportively to get you to change and to change how you process information, to change how you act and your relationship to your ego. It's been there to help you change your conscious objectives and your ambition for yourself in the world, and also how you present and embody your truth. This has been a really transformative time for you. You're going to look back at this period of your life and really be 
quite impressed, I imagine, with all the things you're working towards. At the same time, you've had a Saturn square to Uranus, and that transit is still active. And Saturn square to Uranus has really forced you to let things go that were inhibiting your growth, right? And so when you mention finances, I imagine you've probably had to take a hit. And you may have had to deal with unexpected expenses or some sort of a loss that really, uh, it really messed with your sense of order. So here's the good news. This is a chance to rebuild in a way that's more sustainable. The bad news is there's more transits to tell you about. Neptune has been forming a square to your natal Saturn, and that transit will be over, flipping to a page, in December 2019. Now, Neptune square to Saturn generally has us questioning reality, like what is real and what is not real. And it's a really upsetting transit. Most people experience a great deal of anxiety when they're going through this transit, and it upsets things if you don't believe in the value of how you are behaving right? And so here's the good news. It's got you to look at your own morality and how you're embodying your truth. And it's got you to start changing the way you relate to other people, to money, to your ambition, to kind of your yourself and everything. It's a really wonderful thing, even though it is super freaking unpleasant. So this transit will be over in December. And that is great news for you because what you'll have is a moment of stability. You heard me say a moment, right? You heard me say a moment. It's just a moment. Because what's going to happen in 2020 is a couple really important things. The first one is in March of 2020, you're going to enter into a Neptune square to Venus. And this is further going to challenge you to act in accordance with your values in regards to money and relationships and essentially your value system. You're going to be going through a Neptune square to Venus. You have Venus at 20 degrees of Gemini. This will challenge you to really look at the way you relate to other people, to your value system, and to your finances. This is not a completely easy transit because it's trying to get you to embody value and meaning and to have healthy boundaries. So to not martyr yourself in your search for humility, to not idealize other people in your search for kind conduct. So it's boundaries and it's tricky. Boundaries are hard. Rules are easy for you. You just slap down a heavy rule. You'd be heavy handed about it. Bada bing, bada boom, you move on. You don't think twice, but you're trying to outgrow that behavior and you're trying to have healthier boundaries. And the reason why people don't have healthy boundaries is because the nuance of how to have firmness about your value and your beliefs and your boundaries without being cruel is very difficult. It's difficult because it is easier to not be present for the implications of your conduct or your needs, right? It's easier to abandon yourself or to abandon others, depending on your personality or your situation. Easy is not always the, you know, wisest move. Easy is not always the most sustainable thing. And I think it's really important for me to acknowledge that it is in our 40s that we deal with so much of the consequences of the things that we can kind of just shove under the bed and in the back of the closet in our 20s and 30s. And this is healthy, normal, and appropriate. And it's part of why astrology is so damn helpful because it allows us to see the interconnectedness of our own growth. And it allows us time to heal. So you don't need to have it all worked out in your 20s and 30s. But man, wouldn't that have been easier, theoretically speaking? Eh, It happens. We do our best. You're doing your best and I'm impressed. So 
Neptune is going to be squaring your Venus, and it's going to be a test of boundaries. And my guess is you're not going to be naturally great at that, and that's okay. Part of why I think your conduct historically has maybe been challenging is because when things aren't organic for you, because you're really smart and you're good at a lot of things, you can get a little heavy-handed. And so this is going to test your ability to be flexible and vulnerable and present without sacrificing yourself, without sacrificing others. It's a process. Will you see immediate financial results for this? I don't know. Maybe, but it's not what I would predict. It's not the right way to think of things at this time, as much as you might need them. Now, you didn't share enough in your question for me to know if you're dealing with like a real crisis of your safety and security. I'm guessing you're not since you didn't mention it. But I will say we are all at the mercy of the consequences of our actions or our lack of actions. We are all on the hook for what we do and don't do. And you're making meaningful changes. And that doesn't mean you're going to have immediate consequences that are palatable for you. At the same time that this Neptune square to Venus is happening, you're also going to be going in 2020 through a Uranus sextile to the sun. What a fantastic transit. It is great. It is supportive for embodying the growth and change you want. It's actually a great transit for work, which for many people translates to money, right? So it's not about career per se. It's about work. So the most important thing I want to say is stay with this work. Stay with the clarity of your intention about the kind of person you want to be. In your birth chart, what is clearly articulated to me by your north node conjunction to the ascendant from the 12th house is that you've come here in this lifetime to really embody the truth of who you are, to honor your spiritual values. And, you know, you might not be the most woo-woo person in the world. You might not be that spiritual, but when I say spiritual values, I mean the values that you truly believe in and not the values of society or obligation or convention. Your true beliefs, your true values, to honor that, to embody that. And that means you need some measure of time alone. You need some measure of time with yourself so that you can recalibrate and separate out habits automatic responses, defensiveness, a sense of responsibility or, you know, trying to do what's appropriate from what is your truth. And listen, very few people can be at 100% of their truth 100% of the time. That's okay. When we make compromises, we want to make sure that they don't compromise us at a core level, right? Because we all have to make compromises. That is life. But what we want to make sure is that that compromise does not compromise us. And that is what you're learning how to do, to not sacrifice yourself or others for your own convenience or for things to be tidy, to not disassociate from what is true for you because you want instant gratification or quick results. Now, my dear, I am hoping that this read has been really validating for you because I think you're on the right path. I think you're pointed in the right direction. It is a slow path. Some days it feels really fast, but overall, in terms of results, I imagine it's quite a slow path. And you know what? A nice thing about being an adult, as you are, is that, you know, we get a little bit of a big picture perspective. We get a little bit of patience. So I hope that you can have faith in your own conduct and really look for proof of success in how you feel in your relationship to yourself, day by day, step by step, 
little bit of progress by a little bit. I know you love me and you know I love you. And that is why I wrote a book called Astrology for Real Relationships, Understanding You, Me, and How We All Get Along. And trust, this book is not just about long-term committed love relationships. It's broken into three sections. The first is about friendship and chosen family. The second is about the early stages of dating and hooking up. And then the third section is about long-term relationships. This book explores all the planets through all the signs. If you're a seasoned astrologer or if you're just getting started, this is the thing you cannot live without. My loves, it's inclusive. It's feminist. It's got queer content. It's got all the content you've been needing from astrology and so much more. I hope you pick it up today. Pre-order it wherever books are sold. Also find links on lovelinyato.com. Darlings, it is Mercury retrograde now. It'll be retrograde until the 20th of November. It's a great time to kind of check in with what you've been thinking. Look back at what you've been learning. It's a great time for all that. You know, this Mercury retrograde has been driving me bonkers. I'm not going to lie. The shadow, ooh, what a deep shadow that was for me, anyways. You know, lots of technical glitches. Shout out to all <laughs> the uh, technology platforms that like to push updates during Mercury Retrograde. As I talked about in last week's podcast, it's likely to kick up a lot of frustration, um, surprises, that kind of thing. But here's something. Granted, it's been like three days at this recording <laughs> that, the, that Mercury has been retrograde. But I have been using this retrograde as a way to follow up on past projects, follow up with people that I've fallen out of touch with and do more research and investigation. And it's really working. It's a really constructive use of this retrograde for me. So I don't know. Why don't you try it? Try using the information that you have and do not use it to freak yourself out. You know, every Mercury retrograde, I get a million DMs from people and emails being like, I want to go on a job interview on this date. Can I? Should I? You know, I want to start this new thing. Can I? Should I? And the answer is always the same. We don't use astrology to hide under the covers. I mean, we shouldn't. You're not supposed to stop your life during a Mercury retrograde. What you're meant to do is use the information, oh shit, Mercury is retrograde. That means I shouldn't just read that contract four times. I should have someone I trust look at it for the fifth time, right? It's about just using that information to know, oh, I'm inclined to miss something. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to you know, reiterate what I understood to someone else. When somebody messes things up, I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, Mercury's retrograde. C'est la vie. Now we're looking this week at November 3rd through the 9th, 2019. There's, you know, actually not that many transits going on, but there's one big one worth really unpacking. On the 5th, we have a Mars square to Pluto. The thing I want to say about Mars square to Pluto is that you want to look around you. Look at the country you live in. Look at the city or the state or province that you live in. Look at the world. Look at the international community of humans that exist on this fucking weird planet. Look around you and notice the struggles that are happening in the people around you. Notice the struggles that are happening. And I don't mean the psychic or psychological struggles, although please have compassion and empathy for that. I am talking about the struggle for power, the struggle for autonomy. When we have Mars and Pluto, we are looking at the two planets responsible for war. 
And I'm not saying that we should expect war to break out around this transit. Not at all. It's not a big enough transit for that IMO. What I am saying is that these planets are ego-driven. They can be fear-driven. They have a lot to do with defensiveness, and they have a lot to do with intense feelings that compel people to fight, to stand up and to fight. And it's not inherently about justice. It's not even inherently about autonomy. It's inherently about the need to fight, the need to fight for power. We see reiterations of this globally, where we have Mars, we have the need for visceral reactions, visceral embodiment and responses. And when we have Pluto, it's driven by resentment, bitterness. It's driven by shame. It's driven by the need to be seen and recognized as powerful and valuable. I think that this is going to be an important day to around this day. So we're going to feel the transit for a couple days leading up and a couple days after the 5th, but it's exact on the 5th. You want to really pay attention to what's happening on the streets in volatile regions. You want to pay attention to what people with power are doing. You want to pay attention to militaristic responses from people in power, from governments. And what people in power are getting away with in one region, the people in power in other regions are paying attention to, that you can trust. And so you want to notice, because it is a generous, kind, empathetic, and responsible thing to do. You want to notice also as a step towards self-preservation. Know what's happening in the world. Know what's happening in the world so that you can see what's coming in your world. I think that this is a really important thing. It's something that I return to in the podcast a lot. The need for us to bear witness to each other, stand up for each other. Mars square Pluto is tense and it's provocative. It tests your ego. And if at the end of the day, the only thing you really care about, the only thing that you're willing to stand up for is you or even you and yours, we have a problem. We have a little bit of a problem. And so I want to encourage you to pay attention. Now, on a personal level, Mars square to Pluto is a transit that is likely to have you feeling a lot of kind of ways, a lot of kind of ways. You might find that you get caught up in a power struggle with someone, that you feel really frustrated by someone who's coming for you, or maybe you're obsessing on someone else and you want to come for them. Acting out of a place of vengefulness, acting out of resentments, acting from a place of bitterness will backfire on you. Pluto impacts us like a boomerang. So you want to be really careful around this transit because what you put out there, you cannot take back. What you put out there will have consequences. That counts for being an active dick to other people, but it also is true in regards to if someone's a dick to you and you shut up and you take it, you don't stand up for yourself. That will have consequences too. It is not a good time to pick beef with someone unless you are willing to deal with some long-term beef. Friends, listen up. Pick your beef wisely. We got to do what's right because it's right and not because we think we'll get good results. That said, shoving your truth down someone else's throat doesn't make sense either. Fighting battles that are just for the, the fact of fighting the battle doesn't make sense either. This is a time to look for allies, look for support, look for helpers. How you experience and express anger is likely to get triggered around this time. 
How other people experience and express anger is likely to be triggered around this time. People are going to feel entitled. I want to encourage you to pay attention to what people are showing you of themselves, to pay attention to how you relate to irritability, agitation, resentment, to take responsibility for what you do in response to your feelings, but don't repress your feelings and don't overindulge your feelings. So that's tricky. How do you do that? One way to do it is to really give yourself permission to outlet those feelings. Mars requires a body release. And so, and that's why it's kind of related to like warring. So the ways that Mars does a body release is through uh, sexual acts. So obviously consensual, healthy sexual acts, please and thank you. Through dancing, through running, breaking a sweat, that kind of stuff. So if you're at work and you're having a damn day and you're dealing with someone annoying, go to the stairs and like run up and down the stairs if you if you have that ability and capacity just to like get some of the energy off so you don't act out instead you act with intention that's the goal here that's the goal now on the 8th we have a sun trying to neptune and a sun sextile to saturn these are two really lovely constructive transits you might find that you don't notice those positive transits as i'm always saying because they're not kicking your ass but these transits represent a time where your empathy and your sense of direction are connected. And so this is lovely. This is what I love. This is what I want for all of us all the damn time. Your sense of creativity and your sense of planning are connected. There's a flow with all of those things. And so regardless of what happens around that fifth transit, this is a good time to really look at, okay, do I need to apologize? Do I need to like reach out to someone who I saw something shitty happen to and be like, hey, sorry, I didn't stand up for you. Or I just, I want to tell you I, I'm a witness to that and it wasn't my place to get involved, but I saw that and I'm, I'm sorry you went through that. What is it that you got to do? Do you just need to forgive yourself? This is a great time for practical embodied forgiveness. It's a good time for living an amends if that's what you need to do. The positive thing of Saturn is responsibility and humility, right? And so when we have a lovely transit like the sun sextile to Saturn, we have the potential for humility, positivity. These are things we need. These are things we need and we want, my friends. And that brings us to the ninth. And there's a lovely overlap of one day on the eighth of these three transits, so the third of which is a Mercury sextile to Pluto. And this is just great for figuring things out. It's great for making connections and understanding things. Now, of course, Mercury is retrograding into that sextile. So it's unlikely that you're going to figure out something of your future. It's more likely that you'll figure out something of your past, that you'll have some sort of insight into something that's already started. So it doesn't have to be like four score and 10 years ago. It can just be like, you know, you've been working on a project for the last four months and now you've something has clicked for you or you found a missing invoice that you thought you sent and you actually didn't or whatever, right? This is, this is a time for figuring things out, making connections. That's pretty freaking lovely. It's also a really good time for having conversations that need to be had. So, you know, do a thing if you need to do a thing. If you can wait until the 9th or the 10th instead of doing it on the 7th or the 8th, that would be wise because that Mars square Pluto, not great. Not great for that. You're more likely to get dramatic or defensive results from conversations if you have to process, especially if you have to process with a person that you don't trust, which I think is ill-advised to begin with. But 
If you have to process with somebody, I would say the third through up to the seventh, the sixth or seventh would be a great time to avoid processing if you can. So that's your horoscope for the week. And if you are interested in more tips and tricks and tools, you know I have them and I have them in lots of places. You can start following me and supporting my work on Patreon and get exclusive video content. That's right. I said video content. A little something I like to call the Healing Helper series. It's just got some witch tips, some lessons, some practical know-how from, uh, you know, kind of your, your practical astro bestie. Follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, at Jessica Lignato. Please and thank you. Subscribe to my podcast. If you haven't already given it five stars, please do that. Do that. Five stars. If you want to write me a review, I super freaking appreciate it. Um, can I just tell you one last thing that has nothing to do with my podcast whatsoever, but I happen to live in Oakland, California, and I was hanging out with my cat, Panda Elizabeth Henry. He's amazing. And we were in the backyard just living our lives. Were we living our best lives? I'm not sure, but we were living our lives. And I swear to all that is holy, a fox came around. Just a fox, <laughs> a little fox came around, sniffing around. And me and my cat were like, what? Wait, what? A fox in a city? A fox in a city? What kind of city is this? What kind of life is this? All to say, you know what? Magic is everywhere. Are animals magic? Kind of. Sure. And uh, for those of you who are still listening to this podcast, I want to give you a big fat hug. Huge one. Thanks. Why are you still listening to me? Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. I love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.